I'm Brett McGarry. This week on the Couch Potatoes, our fall television preview continues with another busy week ahead. Plus... I'm Jeff Braun. We'll give our first impressions about a couple of new and returning shows we've already watched. Plus... Chucky returns to home video for another round of Child's Play. We'll tell you what else is coming home, but first it's the news... From the couch... Die Hard, still great. Yeah. Hey, what do you say we make it a double feature? What else you're in? Die Hard 2. Joey, this is Die Hard 1 again. Oh. But we watch it a second time and it's Die Hard 2. Joey, we just saw it. And? And it would be cool to see it again. Yeah! Die Hard! That was years ago. Ross, Joey, and Chandler will be thrilled to hear that John McClane definitely will be back for Die Hard 6. Congratulations. You're still alive. Yippee-ki-yay. Yeah, John McClane just won't die. Now, normally I'd be pretty excited for a new Die Hard movie, even though the last one wasn't very good. Need a hug? We're not a hugging family. Damn straight. That was a good day to die hard, and I tricked myself into thinking I liked it at the time, five years ago, but I've never watched it a second time, even though I own it, and I don't really have a strong desire to do so. The last good one was the fourth one, Live Free or Die Hard. Hang on! Did you see that? Yes, I thought I did it. Bruce Willis. Hey, you bad shit! Is John McClane. That would be my dad. <laughs> That one broke the uh, diehard rules about keeping the action in a sort of semi-confined space and in real time, but it was still a lot of fun. It had some crazy action. It was directed by Len Wiseman, and this week he confirmed that after two years in development hell, Die Hard 6 is actually going to happen. It's called Die Hard Year One, and it's a prequel. The movie set in 1979 with a young John McClane walking the beat in New York, so obviously a different actor, not Bruce Willis. But Willis will be in some present-day scenes, and not just in a bookend fashion to frame the movie, so there might be a series of flashbacks showing the young McClane and how uh, the current McClane gets in another scrape or something like that. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to wait and find out. They're casting for the young McClane now. No word on when we can expect to see the new Die Hard in theater. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. If you thought living with Sheldon Cooper was tough... Physicist, baker, lover, what can't I do? Try growing up with him. You excited to start school? How can I be excited when he's going to be in the same grade as me? I'm not planning on being in the ninth grade for very long. Being on the same grade as me anymore, and I'm thrilled. Good luck with your finger painting. From the brains behind the Big Bang Theory. Admit it, he's adopted. How can I be adopted when I have a twin sister? Think, monkey. Young Sheldon. After just one episode, which aired this past Monday, September 25th, CBS has ordered a full season of its new comedy, Young Sheldon. The new comedy, Young Sheldon, is just getting started, and we're tossing out all the rules. I don't lie to my mother. Sure you can. Believe in yourself. Ian Armitage is pitch perfect. Hey, I'm smiling. And in a class of his own. Let's give it up for Sheldon, everybody. Young Sheldon returns on its new night, Thursday, November 2nd. That's right. You heard that correctly. After one episode, it's now taking a break until Thursday, November 2nd, when Big Bang Theory moves back to Thursdays. After the CBS portion of Thursday Night Football runs out for the year. 
Young Sheldon averaged 17.21 million viewers, making it the most watched comedy premiere on any network since 2011 when Two Broke Girls debuted. That show, by the way, is cancelled after six seasons. Shabuya! When the Two Broke Girls strike again. Max, Max, she's got spunk and she's only slightly drunk. Young Sheldon also retained 98% of its Big Bang Theory lead-in, which is impressive. Too bad it doesn't come back until November. Let's pray. A moment, please. He can hold hands, we won't kill him. We don't know that. Did you wash your hands for dinner? None of your business. Hands to mittens. Needless to say, I wouldn't touch my brother's hand until 17 years later, thanks to the invention of Purell. You accused me once. I put up with it. You accused me twice. I quit. You pressure me to fear for my life, and I will put a bullet in your head as if you were anybody else, okay? Leonardo DiCaprio has done some of his finest work in the films of Martin Scorsese. In fact, Leo is Marty's boy. For many years, it was Robert De Niro, and when age-appropriate, it still is. They're working on something now. But for the last 15 years, Leo has been Scorsese's go-to, and they're teaming up again. The first time they got together was in 2002's Gangs of New York. Challenge. Challenge accepted. Followed by The Aviator, where DiCaprio played Howard Hughes. The way of the future. 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 That goes on for two full minutes, by the way. <laughs> then the movie that finally won Marty his Oscar, The Departed. Soon a lady's gonna find out who I am, and he's gonna kill me. That was followed by Shutter Island. Give you a briefing about the institution. All I know is it's a mental hospital. But they're criminally insane. And most recently, they worked together in 2013's The Wolf of Wall Street. My name is Jordan Belfort. The year I turned 26, I made $49 million, which really pissed me off because it was three shy of a million a week. Now they'll start working on a biopic of American President Theodore Roosevelt. Deadline reports that it's been a passion project of DiCaprio's for over 10 years now. He'll also be a producer on the film as well as starring in it. So far, no real details, just that they're committed to doing it and presumably will have no problem coming up with the money to do it. The way of the future. A teaser trailer debut this week that has me super intrigued. Looks like nothing I've ever seen. Natalie Portman stars in Annihilation. Can you describe its form? No. Was it carbon-based? Annihilation is from director Alex Garland, who in 2015 directed the Oscar-winning sci-fi hit Ex Machina. Annihilation is described as a futuristic gothic horror, based on part one of author Jeff Vandermeer's Southern Reach trilogy, which was published in 2014. Did it communicate with you? It reacted to me. You really have no idea what it was. Here's the official description. Area X has been cut off from the rest of the continent for decades. Nature has reclaimed the last vestiges of human civilization. The first expedition returned with reports of a pristine paradise landscape. All the members of the second expedition 
committed suicide. The third expedition died in a hail of gunfire as its members turned on one another. The members of the 11th expedition returned as shadows of their former selves and within months of their return all had died of aggressive cancer. This is the 12th expedition. Did your husband contact you at any point while he was away? No. It was his decision to go in. Joining Portman in the cast are Jennifer Jason Lee, Gina Rodriguez, Oscar Isaac, and Benedict Wong. It's worth pointing out that even though it's part of a trilogy of books, the director, Alex Garland, has said he considers this film to be a standalone story. Annihilation opens on February 23rd, 2018. Why did my husband volunteer for a suicide mission? You have to tell me where he was, what he was doing. I need to know what's inside. I could save him. Oh, great. So much for bagels. So much for what? The bagels. You dropped them on the floor. Uh... They're called bagels. Uh, I lived in New York, Troy. I know what a bagel is. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? What? You say bagel wrong. I say it the same as you. Let's say it again. Bagel. <laughs> <laughs> for much of its run, the slogan for NBC's community had been six seasons and a movie. And even though that was just a rehash of an unrelated joke within the show, we all started to think that it might really happen. Then NBC canceled it after season five. Knock, knock! Who's there? Cancer! Oh, good! Come on in! I thought it was Britta! But then the show came back, sort of, in a very weird way. Yahoo Screen aired season six, so well, at least Yahoo Screen USA did. Yahoo Screen Canada did not, even though they advertised it. It was frustrating, and I've still actually never seen that sixth season. I may have to now, though, because actor Danny Pudi, who played Abed in the show and currently stars as a voice in DuckTales, told Entertainment Tonight this week, quote, People are talking. He didn't say what people, but acknowledged there's still an appetite for a movie, and they better move quick while there still is. So it may or may not happen, and in this day and age, they could definitely get away with technically making a movie and just putting it on Netflix. They don't need a whole distribution thing with theaters involved, and that's got to be, you know, something in their favor, so we will see. Would it be safe to say that a movie would be streets ahead of everything else that's out there? Streets ahead, yes. (laughs) If you don't know what that means, you're streets behind. It's verbal wildfire. (laughs) Is that what he said? Verbal wildfire? Okay. (laughs) You think Chevy Chase would come back for the movie? No. He wasn't in that season six. Oh, that's right. No, him and the guy that created it do not get along. He burnt that bridge, did he? Yep. Up next, the Couch Potatoes are going to tell you what is coming to home video. You are listening to the Couch Potatoes. Hunt a pirate. Jack! 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 What could possibly go wrong? Ah! Brett McGarry, Jeff Brown, we are the Couch Potatoes, and we are telling you now what is coming to home video, and that was what film, Jeff Brown? Pirates of the Caribbean, what, five Dead Men Tell No Tales? Correct, the fifth movie. There you go. 
which was marketed as the final chapter, but the end of the very end, the post-credit scene. Oh my uh, god! Left the door open. So you saw this? I did see it. Was it good? I didn't mind it. I I think I liked it more than the fourth one, which was on Stranger Tides, um, but I I didn't love it. And I think yeah. part of the problem with this is the first movie came out of nowhere. Yeah. Back in what was it, two thousand two thousand three, and the expectations were so low. Remember what a joke that was before it came out. Oh yeah, because it's based on a ride at Disneyland. Like <laughs> no, that it was unheard of, and, and it was like, wow, this movie's fantastic. And prior to that, there was one of the one of the biggest flops of all time, Cutthroat Island. Yeah, starring Gina Davis. Yeah, it, right. So uh, that was the pre- the last. Pirate, pirate movie, movie. Yeah. so people thought what are you doing and then it comes out it's got uh great characters great story great Fun visual effects swashbuckling yeah johnny yeah. depp's guy was like you know that, that's one of the, uh, his probably his best character for sure. johnny depp's good, done some good characters so yeah so uh but it was okay i yeah. i didn't mind it again there was still too much focus on the cg but uh, i thought it was fun ish you know, it was uh, entertaining for what it was, and yeah. then pretty much instantly forgettable. So there you go. that's out on DVD and Blu-ray and on demand. What else have we got? Uh, on digital HD, Girls Trip, which is a raunch comedy starring Regina Hall, Queen Latifah, and Jada Pinkett Smith. That got uh, great reviews. It did, eh? Did very well, actually. Just looking at its domestic total, $114 million. And the budget would have been low because... It's just a comedy, right? Because yeah. comedies are cheap. Yeah. There you go. Um, also on DVD and Blu-ray... And I also, actually, it's is weird because this is also coming out on digital HD and on Netflix, Cult of Chucky. Wow. Chucky movie. Another Chucky so, movie. <laughs> don't rent it until you check on Netflix to make sure it's, the, you know what I mean? That's true, yeah. you get Netflix, you can watch it for free. There is also on DVD and Blu-ray, I didn't put it on the list, but I did see it there, a box set of all seven Chucky movies. If you if you can't get enough Chuck. The first one, Child's Play, came out in 1988 believe it or not. I believe it. I remember it well. I've never seen it. It terrified me because my sister had that My Buddy doll. Really? Which looked just like Chucky, and that stupid thing was in our house. And I was a teenager, and I was just like, no, nah, this isn't cool. Did it this talk? No. Oh. It just looked at me, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, can't, I think the whole point was to freak you out a little bit. If my, uh, you know, missed opportunity if... I, she, if she could have, uh, you know, got some cool points by like getting up in the middle of the night and sticking that thing in my bed or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> you'd probably be in years of therapy. Oh though. yeah, I'd have, I'd have never recovered from it. <laughs> uh, also, I see your buddy Vin Diesel is going to make an appearance on Netflix. Yeah, on September 30th on Saturday, the return of Xander Cage Triple X Three. I actually saw that movie when it came out in theaters. Um, it, it's a, it is a. Beyond stupid movie, it's hilarious, but it's also a lot of fun. So cool, you can't really go wrong with it. We got about a minute here. You had something yep. to say about Kevin can wait. Kevin can wait came back this week, and we found out how they dealt with the off-season wife swap issue. They got rid of Aaron Hayes, who was his wife in season one, to make way for Leah Remini. And as it turned out, the way they got rid of her was pretty cold. <laughs> John, are you gotta be kidding me? Not again. What is it? Ah, it's from your mom's gym. It's a postcard. I haven't seen you. We miss you. You know what? So do I. Okay, you know what? Give me that. I will call them right now. It's been over a year since she died. They shouldn't still be sending this. That's right, right? Thank you. Oh, but don't throw that out. On the bottom, there's a coupon for a kung fu lesson. I want to go there. (laughs) 
That's it. 22 seconds dedicated to the major shift in the show. They were mean to Hayes when they fired her. This is another slap in the face. Uh, she's better off not being there, I think, and I hope she knows that. So she'll find, you know, Kevin can wait as... That can't be the pinnacle of her career. So <laughs> when you say that they were mean to her when they fired her, like were they mean on top of firing her or the way they fired her? Just, just... I think just that they fired her. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they had a decent conversation with her, but it's like we're just gassing you just because we want to bring back make King of Queens two or whatever. You know, yeah, it's just like ugh, dumb. It is so dumb. dumb. You know who almost played that role was uh, Pam from The Office. Oh, really? She actually was cast. I believe she was cast in the role, and then they decided to go a different way for whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cre- a different creative direction or some garbage like that. <laughs> well, so, I guess she's probably relieved at this point about that than herself. Indeed. Up next, the Couch Potatoes Fall TV preview continues. Sunday night is a busy one. We'll tell you all the new shows coming your way. You're listening to the Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry, Jeff Braun, we are the Couch Potatoes. Time to continue our fall television preview because you do have another busy week ahead of you as far as new and returning shows as the fall season gets into the swing of things. And this weekend, Sunday, October 1st, three new and returning shows on Global, starting with a new one with Jeremy Piven. It's called Wisdom of the Crowd. Next week is the one-year anniversary of my daughter Mia's death. More accurately, her murder. They caught and convicted a former addict named Carlos Ochoa. I think they got the wrong guy. More evidence would emerge if a platform existed for it to come forward. I have created that platform. Sophie is real-time, crowd-sourced, crime-solving. This is one of my favorite theme songs, HBO's Entourage, on which Jeremy Piven played the angry agent Ari Gold. In this show, Wisdom of the Crowd, it looks like he plays a rich tech guy who has created an app to help solve murders. What's going on? I got an alert. It's not about me. The crowd gave us a clue to help us make a breakthrough on another case. What other case? I'm going to post this photo for Sophie users. Have you seen this man? People are responding. I said, tell them to stay away. Why aren't they listening to us? Why aren't they running away? Because people want to be a part of something meaningful. Are you people crazy? Get back! Police! I've seen mixed reviews on this, <laughs> leaning more towards the bad. Yeah. One of which described it as the worst show in the fall crop. That's, again, that's on Global. You had me at created an app to help solve murders. <laughs> Well, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's uh, okay. <laughs> Just moving on from that. I did read some positive rev- reviews. So, and I do like Jeremy Piven. Uh, he's a great actor. So, who knows? It could be fun. Also, in Global on Sunday, season twenty nine of this. Simpson, Homer Simpson. He's the greatest guy in history. From the town of Springfield, he's about to hit a chestnut tree. That's right, 29 seasons of The Simpsons, which still has a 30th season yet to come. And the season opener has a fantasy slant to it. It's set in the kingdom of Springfieldia and appears to be set on the border of both Westeros, a.k.a. Game of Thrones, and Middle-Earth, a.k.a. Lord of the Rings. That's fun. That is fun. I'm actually going to set a PVR. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a reason to watch. I... I don't know why I don't watch The Simpsons, because I love The Simpsons, but I have not gone out of my way to watch their new stuff There's in over a decade. Something about that first 10 or 11 seasons, you know? Yeah. 
No, you're right. Even when it's, it's good, it's, it, the, those are just stone-cold classics for so many years. True. Also returning to Global on Sunday, Season 9 of NCIS Cool J. Lightning strikes, the court lights get dim. Supreme competition is about to begin above the rim. Finessing it moves as that's the Couch Potatoes codename, by the way, for NCIS Los Angeles, which stars LL Cool J and Chris O'Donnell. Other returning shows on Sunday, Bob's Burgers kicks off its eighth season on City, alongside season 15 of Family Guy and season four of The Last Man on Earth. City also has a new show starring Craig Robinson and Adam Scott. It's called Ghosted. Leroy, you were the best detective the LAPD ever had. The hell? You help me. I'm going to get you back on the force. And what do I get? What? Sorry, we'll circle back later. I'm fine. Starting now, you two are working for the underground. Congrats, partner. All right. Oh, my God. And he just took his own head off. Did you get super high? Because you sound stupid. Oh, I sound stupid. You sound stupid. Really? So the tagline for this is, A skeptic is forced to work with a firm believer of the paranormal on unexplained occurrences in Los Angeles. It's the show I'm most excited about, or the new show I'm most excited about, only because, like, I'm I'm a little skeptical just with the sci-fi of it all, but I like Craig Robinson. He was Daryl on The Office. And uh, Adam Scott is one of my favorites. He was Ben on Parks and Rec. And, yeah. he, and he's, in a, he's really funny in Step Brothers. Remember when they're singing Guns N' Roses in the car? Yep. And just anything he does, he cracks me up, so I got high hopes for this one. Yeah, they're both excellent actors. Yeah. Craig Robinson showed us he's got some dramatic chops yeah. in Mr. Robot. that's right. Season two, so uh, yeah, that should be interesting. Adam to Scott say was on uh, Big Little Lies as well this few months back. Oh, was? That's right. Yeah. I still have to watch that. I, got, we, I have not started my homework yet with The Handmaid's Tale and Big Little Lies. Sooner or later. Leaning more towards we'll totally later. Get to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, season three of Lucifer debuts on CTV on Sunday, but that show will remain on Mondays on Fox. And CTV has a new show called Ten Days in the Valley. Are you going to leave? No, I promise. I need your script by four. A.M. I'd like to report a missing child. Where's my daughter? You have no idea who you can trust. Who has her? Mom, I want to come home. Blake? Ten Days in the Valley. Kira Sedgwick stars in this 10-episode series about a TV producer whose daughter vanishes in the middle of the night, and this one looks pretty good. It's getting good reviews from what I've seen so far. All right, Sunday on HBO, it's the long-awaited return of Larry David's Curb Your Enthusiasm. You are devoid of anything that's remotely caring or empathetic. Shut up. That is a great compliment. You don't come to work for two days because you were constipated? Yeah, luckily it was only two days. People do things constipated. Come on, I shot a porno constipated. I ran a 5K marathon constipated. I was in a hot dog eating contest constipated. And I still won. This will be season nine of Curb. It's been six years since season eight, and I think it's fair to say most of us did not think it would return at all. But HBO has this open-door policy with Larry. 
Anytime he wants to do a season of Curb, he is welcome to it. Incidentally, since it has been so long since the show's been on, might help to clue a few people in. Larry David co-created Seinfeld with Jerry Seinfeld. The character George Costanza was based on him. Many of George's problems on the show were real-life things that had happened to Larry. Curb Your Enthusiasm is basically more George stories, but with a lot more cursing and R-rated scenarios. So if you're a millennial who only became a Seinfeld fan in the past five years, you would do well to seek out the first eight seasons of Curb because you will love them. Again, that's back Sunday night on HBO. Moving over to Monday now, there's a new comedy on Global called 9JKL. Joshy! Josh! Bro, you in there? There's a wonderful article here. Bro, can we hug? About flossing. I can't remember the password to the Wi-Fi. I just want to smell you. It was either five zeros. What's a six-letter word for annoying? The word password. Have you seen my hot glue gun? Uh, or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Would you please tell your father to eat less fiber? This fall, comedy lives next door. 9JKL. Uh, this is a show about a guy who lives too close to his crazy family. That's actually where the clunky title comes in. It's called 9JKL. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. No. Uh, our hero, Josh, lives in apartment 9K, right in between his parents who are in apartment 9J, and his brother in apartment 9L, 9JKL. Uh, Mark Feuerstein is Josh. He also created the show. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Uh, based on what actually is, actually happened to him, so that's why I created the show. You may not recognize his name, but he's a, that guy that you will definitely recognize. He was in Prison Break. The, the, oh, the, the, sort of the reboot. Okay. Yep. I've seen him in a b- bunch. Of, he's been in like one episode of everything. Uh, it's, it seems sort of weird that they gave a, that guy his own show. Supporting cast, less surprising, Elliot Gould and Linda Lavin, his mom and dad. There's some comedy gold right there. And David Walton, another that guy as the brother. Um, over on Fox, there's a new show called The Gifted. Two mutant kids from Dallas took down a high school gym. We help mutants in danger, John. Those kids are mutants, and you sure as hell saw the danger. We're seeking mutant suspects. We have all been where you are. We can help. You're with us now. These people need help. When do we fight? The Gifted series premiere Monday, October 2nd. That one's uh, set in the X-Men universe, so it's another superhero show. Last year, there were too many. Now it's just ridiculous. I mean, we've complained lately about how there's too much TV to watch. Now you can actually say that there are too many shows in particular genres to watch. The Marvel Netflix shows, the DC Arrowverse, the smattering of other Marvel and DC shows on broadcast TV. Weird one-off shows based on superheroes you never heard of. If you're a serious comic book geek who has to see absolutely everything, you are going to have a full-on panic attack before Christmas, because... There's got to be 15 of these shows by now. It still gives me anxiety knowing that I have had to cut ties with the Arrowverse, yeah. knowing that there are four comic book shows that I'm not watching. <laughs> no. So this one's an X-Men show. It's called The Gifted, and it actually looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, ABC has a bunch of new and returning shows this week. On Tuesday, there's one, a new one called Kevin Probably Saves the World. Protecting mankind is up to one man. Unfortunately, it's this guy. Sean? Who are you? Kevin, you've been chosen to save the world. I'm here to guide and protect you. This is so weird. Can't you see what a gift you've been given? What more can one want from existence? Uh, money. Naps, girls, sushi. Kevin probably saves the world. Tuesdays this fall. Muscles, bacon. 
Starring Jason Ritter, who almost dies, and then an angel gives him a new assignment to save the world and hopefully become a better person in the meantime. Blackish back on Wednesday. I might start watching that show this year because you only ever hear good things about it. Yeah. And I'd like to, and it's a sitcom, so you can, to some degree, you can jump in. You know, I don't have to be so with the rod at my butt about, oh, I got to see it from the beginning because it's a sitcom, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeez. Uh, Carrie Washington Scandal is back for its seventh and final season starting Thursday. You have a world to change. You have to be twice as good as them to get half of what they have. You are going to make me president of the United States. You are the gladiator. You're the predator. How does it feel to be the most powerful person in the world? It feels right. Once upon a time in the middle, return on Friday, and then on Saturday, there's a new show called The Mayor. It appears as if local rapper Courtney Rose is our winner in the race for Mayor of Fort Gray, California. You put your name on a ballot. That means something. I think I got this. Damn right you do. What's going on? I hired a few staffers. These boys know Fort Gray inside and out. And if I needed a pizza delivered in 60 minutes or less, they would be my guys. I can do it in 12. Get your hands in the we got to get you some sleep. It might be your last chance for the next four years. Wait, this job is four years? Yeah, so it's exactly what it sounds like. A young man runs for mayor as a joke. Then he wins. Now he has to do the job. Hilarity ensues. I can't, it's so weird that it's on a Saturday. Yeah, I wonder if it'll stay on a Saturday or not, but starting on a Saturday, not a good thing. <laughs> Up next, Jeff's going to tell you what he thought about young Sheldon. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. Going to take a couple minutes here at the end of the show to talk about some of the stuff I already watched. I watched a few sitcoms this week, starting with Young Sheldon, which of course is that spinoff show from The Big Bang Theory about the character Sheldon uh, when he was a kid. And I, I suppose it has potential, but I would sort of go meh on it. It was really strange because this is a single camera spinoff show from a three camera studio audience show, so totally different styles. Old Sheldon narrates, which is another paycheck for Jim Parsons, good move on his part. Um, I do like that they got Lori Metcalf's, Metcalf's daughter to play the younger version of Sheldon's mom because Sheldon's mom is played on Big Bang by Lori Metcalf, so that's kind of consistent. Um, the thing that really bothered me the most, though, is that they really tried to humanize the dad, which, I mean, for 10 years on Big Bang Theory, he's been painted as this soulless cretin who abandoned Sheldon's family when he was a kid, so not really sure what they're trying to accomplish there. And I only laughed once, but pilots rarely have a lot of laughter. They have to lay all that pipe for the series, so it wasn't terrible. I don't know that I'll keep watching it, though. Uh, but before that aired, I watched The Big Bang Theory's premiere, and a minor spoiler, not a real spoiler, just, but if you're, you know, real prudish about it. Heads up. The cliffhanger ending from last season was resolved in record time, which I appreciated. No fuss, no muss, a few solid jokes, and boom, we're moving on. Lots of shows in that same position would have added you know, a dumb wrinkle and drawn that business out for several episodes unnecessarily because we all know, you know, we knew exactly how it would ultimately play out. So kudos to The Big Bang Theory, a show that gets accused of making a lot of lazy decisions to barrel ahead into the unknown instead of just spinning its wheels for weeks and weeks to come. I like that. I also 
also watched Me, Myself, and I. It's a new show. It's at one starring Bobby Moynihan of Saturday Night Live fame and John Larroquette of Night Court fame. It's a high-concept comedy. They play the same character 25 years apart. There's also a kid version of the character from 25 years earlier. So there are three stories going on in three different time periods, all connected, all the same character. It's a cool original premise. I laughed out loud a few, a loud a few times, and I thought there was a lot of promise there, so I would definitely recommend checking out Me, Myself, and I. And I watched those three shows all in a row, had, like I said, a few laughs. Then I put on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and had belly laughs for half an hour. Gangbusters. Reminded me what real comedy was. They are off to a fantastic start. Yeah, and it was interesting for me for Brooklyn Nine-Nine because as has for whatever reason, become tradition over the last three years or so, I end up stockpiling my sitcoms on my PVR, so that becomes my summer viewing. And this year I really stockpiled it, and it became an all-summer-into-the-fall project, where on Tuesday I finished, I think I watched the final five episodes of (laughs) Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and then I watched the the finale. So there was, for me... There was three three hours of separation. That's insane. Between the cliffhanger of season four, what is it? Season five now? Yeah. Season whatever. five. And uh, so there was there was a cliffhanger to close the last season, and they continued with it this season. Brooklyn Nine Nine does a good job with its uh, cliffhangers because they usually yeah. don't spend a whole. They usually keep it going, but not but, too long. No, a couple episodes and. And the stakes are, like on Big Bang Theory, the thing that was going on, the the, the stakes would have never been higher, you know what I mean? And it, it would have made so much out of it, and there would have been all these sappy, heartfelt, blah da blah da blahs yep. With Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it's just jokes anyways. It doesn't really matter. So yeah. the stakes are lower. You know you know they'll get out of whatever scrape they're in. And holy smokes, well, it was so much fun watching uh, the lead character Peralta in jail having to deal with that. And <laughs> what's that guy's name? The gang boss that he was getting in with. Oh, uh, the the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, it's uh, Diamond Phillips. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, he was hilarious. He was. <laughs> it was good. Also, uh, Urkel is in that Me Myself and I show. Yes, he was funny in that. Really? Yeah. There's a really good marijuana joke in that uh, pilot episode. Well, it's nice to see him back and doing something. Talk about a guy who probably has. Had his life ruined by that character. Oh, man. He was, yeah, he is the poster child for being typecast and having a, a, a catchphrase just weigh you down. Yeah, because he's a talented actor, but yeah. no one probably wanted to cast Jaleel White in anything because he's Steve Urkel. <laughs> That's all the time we have. I'm Brad. He's Jeff. Download our podcast. Do it on Google Play and on iTunes. Couch Can I do that? Remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother.